I'm a motherfucking beast girl In this jungle out here What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Relationship DNA. I am your co-host, Ace Smalls. And I'm your girl, Dominique Renee. What's going on? Yo, welcome back, Damo. No, I miss it. I miss it. I miss talking. I miss being with the people. I'm happy that, you know, you still want me around. <laughs> I tried to do one episode by myself and I don't like talking to myself because <laughs> I you need some bounce back. You know, you need that tennis match back and forth thing. See, that's not an issue with me. I'm a Gemini. So we always talk back and forth to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought to myself, but trying to record for other people that hear is different. That, that's kind of true. That is so true indeed. But it's good to be back. I really do miss speaking with you and relating to the people. So I'm back. Took a little hiatus from the business. It was, you know, thriving. But, you know, I got to do all my loves and tender to everything that I do. So I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Well, since you took the hiatus, tell everybody what you've been up to. Tell everybody about the business and everything. Tell them where they could get the products. Sure. So I have um, a small business called Deflora Beauty. Um, I specialize in all luxury oil-based products. I am expanding to cosmetics soon. So um, I'm happy to release my first cosmetic line, which is going to be like a lip gloss, lip liner line. I've just been, been doing a lot of expansions with pop-ups and um, expanding my my products into stores. I'm now located in two locations, which is a self-care boutique, JD Beauty Treats. One is on 3rd Avenue by 156th Street, and the other one is on 1513 White Plains Road in Parkchester. So I've just been trying to refill, make sure I'm stocked up on the shelves, make sure I'm stocked up to my Etsy clients, and I'm also trying to expand my own website and get on Amazon. Uh, a lot of people want my oils on membership base, so just trying to expand, rebrand, and get the people what they want. So you can find my products on Etsy um, right now, which is a great community to be on with homemade um, makers like me. Um, it is etsy.com backslash shop backslash D Flora Beauty. You want to check me out on Instagram is D underscore Flora Beauty. And um, if you would like to email me for any collab collaborations, I also do bridal showers, baby um, bridal showers, baby shower favors. I do a lot of different things. So you can email me at dfloorbeautyline at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you for giving everybody that stuff. Cause I was like, yo, they need to know what you're up to. They need to know why you're not here. It's a good reason why you're not here. Yes, you've been busy too. You are a DJ. He DJed my um event, which was lovely. Um, everybody yeah. was like, "Oh my god, that DJ was rocking." We had such a good time at my launch party. So he over here is busy too. So don't act like it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm DJing on the side. Things are going good. Trying to get the clientele up. Trying to get the word out there. So if you're looking for a DJ, please visit www dj ant a n t smalls s m a l l s dot com you did a 90s party you did a 90s party really that was so cool i was like oh my god that was really cool yeah that was fun it was it was it was interesting trying to get these 
16 year olds to understand what 90 songs i'm playing but i guess it was just the thing so at some point we had to go to all the drill oh, music God. and all that <laughs> oh i can't get into it i really tried to like but i can't get into that drill that drill music i keep me in the 99s to the early 2000s that's that's <laughs> where that's my era <laughs> yeah, new music is very interesting you just got to make sure you up on everything every time like you, you are you gotta make sure you, you <laughs> yeah, what is it, SoundCloud or whatever, SoundHound the songs and make sure yeah. you name them so you have them a part of your repertoire. That's what it seems like DJing is all about. Like just making sure you have everything people want to listen to. Yeah, the versatility. Yeah. And you gotta know the crowd. I think you're great with that. Like you know the crowd and like what they like, and you're able to transition. I think that's what makes a DJ great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said. We're going to get into the topic. Actually, let's get into the morning affirmation. See what happens when you don't do this for a while. I'll be forgetting the structure. So morning affirmations where we give you something to get your day started whenever you're listening to the podcast, or you could take these mantras on every day. So what you got for the folks, D? Well, it's going a little bit. I forgot how the structure was too. I thought we was going to go into the title, then, uh, you know, the morning, you know, affirmations, but we going, you know, we mixing it up. We doing what we got to do. So um, mine's kind of go inside, give you a little tidbit on what we're going to be talking about today. Um, it's from the scripture, from the good Bible. Um, it's from uh, John 4th. You know, don't quote me too much. I think this is the New Testament. Um, it says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love makes us complete. So I feel like it's about faith. It's about um knowing that as humans and everything that we've been going through that we may not have seen God, but we feel him and we know his love through each other. So with everything that's going on in the world, let's just keep that as a momentum that, you know, we, things may be getting hard or anything like that, but have faith and have love and we'll be, we'll be all right. So for the people I got, uh, since the episode is about completion, um, you can never really be complete in life. It's always, viewing a goal in terms of completion as a checkpoint because as long as you're alive there's still things to do so make sure you hit your checkpoints as often as possible set set different things you want to achieve in life hit the checkpoint then figure out what the next checkpoint is and just keep moving so that's the information I, the affirmation i have for people this morning so let's 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 get into the topic you ready for the topic yeah topic is if god is in you how can someone complete you, a.k.a. seeking outside of self? So when you hear that topic, D, what's your thoughts on the topic? <laughs> My thoughts on the topic is that I feel like, like you said, people are always chasing or having checkpoints. And a lot of reasons why people are not in relationships, they feel like I'm not where I want to be. So I feel like I can't give you what you want because I'm out here striving and chasing you know, my dreams. So in a man's point of view, do you feel that's the truth or the fluff? Um, As a man, definitely society has this thing where they teach you about gender roles without teaching you. You kind of mm. just see certain things. And for us, and, and when we were growing up, we saw different things in the kids that I'm seeing nowadays are seeing. So and right now, I don't think gender roles exist technically but when i was growing up there was a certain thing that in order to be a man you should have this in order to be a man you should accomplish this you should provide this so when you're with somebody and yes you love them and you think about marriage you start thinking about well they say i gotta buy a ring can i afford the ring if i can't afford the ring should i even be marrying this person if i marry this person shouldn't i be trying to get them an apartment or 
a house together, can I provide that for myself? And if I can't, how, why am I rushing to get married? So I do think some of those things plague the people that have good intention. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's, you know, not everybody, but some people try to use it as, as a way just to delay things. So, yeah. you know, you just got to figure out what person you're dating and which, which side of the fence they fall on on that category. That is true indeed. I mean, I've heard both sides of the spectrum where I felt like this guy was telling the truth. He is very busy, occupied, and has gold trending and everything. And then I've heard it where, okay. It was me because six months later there was someone else or they're making those steps or those things that I wanted with someone else. So I think it's, we got to, like you said, you got to know your personnel. And I think as you get mature and you kind of know what you want and you have dealt with certain things over and over, you kind of see the the red flags, as people say nowadays, like um, we, we, tend, we tend to ignore them when we really like somebody or as a woman, we always feel we can fix them or we feel, you know, like you said, stereotypes. A woman is, oh, wait, I could change him or I can make this house into a home or different things like that. So it's, you, we really got to be realistic in the year that we live in 2022 that that's not the case. Like know the signs, sis. And if somebody really wants to be in your life, they will make the time, they will find the way. And you know, in anything like this podcast, I really love this podcast. And I know that I love D Flora too, but I got to make, you know, a dedication. I got to make a change because this is something that's a part of my life that's important. So it may, you know, I think things do take transition in your life where one or two may be priority, but you got to learn how to balance it out because you have to, do everything that you love in life. And if a person is what you love in your life, then you'll be able to move them in and be able to work them in your life. So I feel it be fluff sometimes, but it could be the truth in others. Mm, It it is the fluff on some, but it's the truth on a lot. And I'm just saying that from being in that same predicament of trying to figure out is, are you worthy of of marriage? Can you provide? Can, can Can you hit the benchmarks? that society say you're supposed to see that you're supposed to hit but you don't see it in your community Mm -hmm. so so in 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 those terms i've always had good intention Mm -hmm. but i've always second guessed what the standard is versus what i want and that's a life lesson in itself sometimes you don't have to go by a playbook that wasn't written by you yeah sometimes you got to create your own um reality your own acknowledgement of what life goes are but if you're trying to play somebody use somebody else's playbook you might not always reach your goals in life sometimes you got to figure out what what um what's in your repertoire and how do i achieve this goal with what i have the gifts mm-hmm. the talents and and the insights or connections that i have to get where i want to go so that's how i feel about that so i got my first question for you okay in today's society does God even have a place in our relationships? You know, that's a good question. Cause we are now in the, in the, the world of spirituality, which I think is a tie with religion. You know, you can't really tell somebody, you know, people say, I believe in God or I'm very spiritual. I believe in a higher being. So it's so many denominations and so many different ways to look at religion. But I feel that we tend to reach for God when we need guidance or when we have reached the plateau, like we have reached a a higher accomplishment 
God is always there. Like anybody's accepted speech, nine out of 10 times, I want to thank God. I want to thank, you know, my family. I want to thank everything, but God is always being mentioned at the highest and in the lowest. So I feel in every, I feel in every other day life, a lot of people don't practice um, gratitude, which is, I believe gratitude is God. You know, the simple things, waking up in the morning, being able to use my fingers to brush my teeth, being able to see my um, me make my coffee, being able to afford the house that I live in. I think that we don't practice the attitude of gratitude, which I feel is God every day. So um, when I say that, I think we, and we also live in a world now with, with social media where I'm self-made, I did this, I woke up like this. So it's like, we really, we really not practicing what we preach until we reach a certain, we either down or we high, you know? And I think it's something that we need to practice every day is the attitude of gratitude, which is, which is God. I, I ask that question mainly because as I try to make sense of society, society and the way it's structured, mm-hmm. even as you mentioned social media, all the stuff that's on social media, we know it's all fictional, but people really see it as reality it's mm-hmm. reality to them through their eyes their lenses which sometimes makes it seem like do you even have your own life to live if you got to live vicariously through others on social media so i bring up that topic of god and relationships because i'm like where does god begin and where does the relationship end the relationship normally just ends but trying to trying to figure out when does god enter these relationships to actually save a relationship or something I feel it has to be God to save things. There's people that are together and I've heard some crazy things they have done to each other and it, it gotta be God. <laughs> it has to be. Like, it has to be a higher being beyond us, beyond therapy, beyond sex, beyond chemistry. It has to be something holier, higher than us that keeps things together or the unexplainable. Like, things just come together or people just drop out of your life and you're just like people will drop out of your life who you thought was the the one for you and then all of a sudden one 180 you meet this person you bump into them and this is the person you've been waiting for your whole entire life that has to be god there's nothing else in a book that i have read or situations i've heard that has made me feel like that can't be nothing but god or destiny like it's a part of it now when we say god Mm -hmm. i want to prefaces for the people that are listening there is a biblical sense of god Mm -hmm. and then there's a universal sense Mm -hmm. like the essence of nature and life itself Mm -hmm. and then there's a biblical text which one of these uh two do you think couples actually do rely on in their relationships i think it's it's god the biblical god because I mean, I'm a, I'm a person of the nature and holistic and, and the crystals. I have all that, the sage, the crystals, but I feel that's God's, that's God's um, tools for us. I feel he has put these things on the earth for us to help ourselves along the way. You know, he's a busy God. You can't do, you know, he, he does it all, but he leaves us things. You know, that's why we have therapists. That's why we have doctors. That's why we have all these people that help us, firefighters, police people. We, he has instilled these things in the people to help us the tools along the way. You know, he can't do everything, you know? I mean, he can do everything, but there's a system, there's an order. And I feel like these things are put on the earth, such as nature, such as crystals, such as sage, such as all these things that we use for good intentions and good vibes or taking out bad vibes or whatever the case may be. This is all, this is all God's materials we're just using it 
you know that's how i see it yeah i say it because i think more or less people go to the biblical text versus the essence and the reason Mm -hmm. why i'm saying this is because sometimes i have talked to different uh couples or you know individuals about relationships and they ask me all these questions and they'll quote a bible verse and the first thing i ask them is have you ever read the bible from front to back the answer is always no no i haven't either and i quoted the bible myself and i'm like how you gonna quote a book you don't understand from front to back you're only using it because it probably fits your argument right now it's only Mm -hmm. something that you're using to convey your thought but it's a thought you didn't write it's a thought you didn't practice it's a thought you didn't even complete but I think I look at it as a dictionary. I only look, I'm only going into that. Well, we don't even use dictionaries when we use Google, but I only use the Google when I need to learn a definition of a word. Like, and, 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 you know, I think we, when we're lost or we need the answers, that's what we go to. We feel like the Bible is the answer because this is the only thing that we have in the religion that is God's word, that is physical, that we could turn to, you know, or we could look at prior prophets and other things that have happened and we use them into our situations well john went through this and you know um noah did this and etc so we relate to it so we do always it's kind of like a history book if you think about it you know you don't read history as we should i'm not saying we shouldn't but this is this human nature we don't i can only speak for majority or me i look for answers when i need them you know, and I try to guide myself throughout the way spiritually, you know, I ask for God for guidance, but I'm, I'm not the one that's going to say I go to church every Sunday. I'm not one to say that I read the Bible back to, from the from beginning to the end. When I feel like I don't have the answers, I reach out and I feel like I need more attitude of gratitude because something simple that I take for granted could be taken away from me and it will turn my life. If I'm not able to smell anymore, how am I going to make products? Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> If I'm not able to see no more, how I'm going to do a podcast? I mean, I could, but who's going to turn on the Zoom for me? Like, I'm going to have to rely on someone else. So it's like, you really got to, you got to really put yourself in the predicament of every day practicing God's grace and God's favor. And I feel that's where people get lost or when we, we really feel we have no answer or we can't get out the way. This is now I'm calling on the God, please tell me what to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I brought this up because I was talking to one. It's a good question. I love it. I brought I brought this up because I was talking to, talking to one person, and it was kind of complaining about their mate. And I, I asked her. I said, "So, you sound like Tyler Perry's character Tasha." And why did I get married? Yeah, I was like, whenever it's time to quote a Bible verse, you quote everything that fits your argument. But remember mm. when, she, and when she was like, she said, trust, trust that he'll answer God that he'll give me the phone. To, and then she was like, submit, I ain't doing that. And I'm like, how you going to bypass the words exactly. that you're supposed to be following? So I was saying to her, like, you can't, you know, the, if you're going to use the Bible as what it's truly meant for, it's, it's truly meant to guide you. Mm-hmm. The parables, the lessons, the stories, they're all talking about something that has to do with life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been bastardized in used for profit but are you taking these tenets are you taking these these parables are you are you actually applying them are you getting the message from them or are you just quoting whenever you need it and that's why i always say if you're going to quote the bible quote it after you read the entire bible don't just quote the the, the lines that you learned in sunday school that you repeat every sunday school for the last 18 years because no it applies to you yeah, yeah. It's, only, it's no different from going to school and regurgitating everything you learned in school it doesn't mean that you're smart 
It just means that you study the question, study the answer, got your certificate, your diploma, your degree, and now none of this applies to your life. That's true. But I think that's when you need, that's when you need the pastor, you need the, the, um, the elder to help you find the way. You know, I feel like that's when you, you know, you need to seek guidance. And I think we have those people, you know, we don't have, as you would say, prophets like we did back in the old biblical days, but you do have the elders, you do have um, people who are more spiritually inclined than you that can help you. Like you may be reading that same verse over and over again, and that's not the verse you need to read. Or like you may be the one that be flipping the word, because we could say, I could say an eye for an eye, two for a tooth, and then go out there and shoot people, and we in the case, and use the Bible quote, because God said, I for I two for a tooth. But it's like, no, that's not what it means. Like, in that situation, you have to learn how to dissect the word and what it really means. So I understand what you say, how people deflect things, and 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 that's why I go to the, I'm the person that goes to the to the source. If I could find some, I'm a, I'm a queen delegator. I could find somebody to do it. I'm gonna find somebody to do it who's do, who do it better than me. So if I'm searching or I need some guidance or something, I'm gonna go to someone who I felt I can trust that would give me the right answers. And sometimes the right answer is not what I wanna hear. And I'm the type of person that I, I'm, most of the time is not what I wanna hear, but I need it to apply to my life because I'm stubborn and I need somebody to tell me when I'm wrong and I, and I reflect and I'm like, you know what? This is how I need to apply this for it to change. So we hear this big uh, topic on social media about um, who's supposed to be a leader. There's a generation of people that says men are supposed to lead. Then there's the people on social media that say men don't know how to lead. And then there's the, some of the independent women that say I'm independent, I make my own money, ain't nobody going to lead me. And between all this discussion of, of leading on social media, why don't more couples allow God's divineness to lead the relationship? I agree because I feel it's ego. And I feel a lot of times what people don't get from what they want in, in, in the world or in the real life, they deflect in their relationships. Because mm -hmm. I can't be the boss at work, I'll be the boss in my relationship. Mm -hmm. Or because I can't, I wasn't, I wasn't able to speak my mind when I was younger. Oh, I must tell my, 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 um, my significant other how I feel all the time, even though you may need to learn how to talk to the person. You know, I feel like we use our relationships to deflect on the things that we have not had in our lives, like to have some type of control. So I feel like it's a lot of ego in relationships. And I feel that's where things go wrong, where I feel if someone has a strength, you should let them lead. And it may not be like, honestly, I'm a great cook, but I'm not too, I don't like to clean. So I would love to have a man that loves to clean. I will cook all day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bento boxing you up, everything. But I'm not, I'm not one who likes to wash the dishes. I'm not one who likes to put the plates away. I'm not, not one to, I love to do laundry, but I hate to fold it. So it's like, I feel like we need to take gender roles out of the way and just look on the strengths. You know, and that's how I think there are successful relationships. And I feel people need to leave people out of their relationships. Like, leave it to the, the, uh, the, the, excuse me, relationship experts. You know, I can't, I'm not, and I've learned, even as a single woman, 
if you, I don't really like to comment on people's relationships. I've been single for too long. My mind is tainted. So it's like, I'm not, I'm like, don't come to me for no relationship advice because I'm thinking of it as a single woman for the last three years. Not as someone that's been, that's been in a relationship as in a couple for a, a while. So I feel like we need to learn our positions in life and learn to, to only speak when we have great knowledge or when we have the strength to speak on it. So let me so ask you a question. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And let me ask you a question. So in your summation, out of all the people that you've uh, like been around or spoken to, mm-hmm. who sounds more like they lead relationships, men or women? The women nowadays, honestly. Now, what do you think contributes to that? Society. I feel like, honestly, a lot of women that are in relationships that I know, and I'm not saying all of the women, but majority are in relationships with men that they know love them more mm. and i'm just being very honest i'm not pointing fingers don't nobody come for me it's as i feel like um i know like a lot of like even like people not that i'm close with like just people that i see and i know i'm going i know the reason why mm. they're the woman is in control because that man is scared to lose that woman and some and me i one of my friends that um I have I spoken to on the side I was like you know you shouldn't talk to him like that you know and she's like well I'm so like this and this and that I'm like well you married this man you gotta let that go mm-hmm. you know yeah you gotta let the past go y'all together he out here like I don't tell all my like people who be struggling I'm like that's a good man it's all it's hard out here single <laughs> you think mm-hmm. the grass is green on the other line on these day naps they not <laughs> so the one thing, a real reason why I brought that up is because there is this shift in our community mm-hmm. where the women seem to be more in charge or more bossy. Um, having a son and two daughters, I'm trying mm-hmm. to teach my son that regardless of the situations that you see around you, you got to make sure that one, you demand your respect and you got to make sure that you have a plan. The reason being is because I'm trying to explain to him what I'm seeing in, in our communities. There's a lot of matriarchy and not patriarchy. There's more women in our families. Yeah. And a lot of times when the couples don't make it, the children wind up going with the, with the mothers anyway. Mm-hmm. So when it's holidays and all stuff like that, the children want to be more connected to their mother's side of the family than their fathers. Yeah. All that stuff coupled together has a society, uh, I guess, backlash of men not knowing how to be men because they're not seeing it in their households or in their mm-hmm. families, in their mm-hmm. gatherings. You see a lot of women handling it, a, a lot of things. So I think a lot of the young men don't really know how to step up and take control because they haven't seen it. They haven't had to voice it. They haven't had to do it. And even if you look at this, a lot of times I've seen the boys being babied. Oh, I was just about to say this. Oh, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I see a lot of the boys being babied and yep. not shown how to step up and be men. And I know mm-hmm. women can't really teach men how to be a man, but they got to mm-hmm. be cognizant and aware that if you're teaching your daughter how not to need a man, not to want a man for nothing, and how to boss up and be in control, but you're teaching your son to be laid back and be a servant, you're kind of messing up the dating pool because you're not teaching your daughter to be as loving as you are to your son. 
And now they're going out there into the world and they're being bossy or loud or whatever towards the men that they're dating. But the men are being more complacent because they're not seeing it. It's like, well, my mom did that most of my life. So that's just what women do. So I think Mm -hmm. it's killing the gender roles anyway. Like it doesn't exist no more because nobody's actually teaching the gender roles anymore. But that's the reason why I brought that up to see if you were in alignment, if your comment was in alignment of what what, um, I'm seeing right now. So you can rebuttal with that. <laughs> but I believe it. Even like seeing my mom, how she treated my little brother in comparison to us. Um, and my little brother, he's he's eight. And my mom had my brother at 36. And um, we're eight years apart. All of us are eight years apart. But I can see that my mom babied my brother a lot because I think she felt bad because my father wasn't around. Like my father was around. They broke up um, after my shortly after my brother was born. So um, I think my mother babied him a lot or like, gave him a lot of things or showed him a lot of love because she tried to, you know, replace the relationship that my, my father and my brother would have because he was not in the household. Um, so I feel like my brother was very spoiled, very lazy until recently, until he got into a real relationship with a, with a woman and she's, she don't play. She, she a firecracker, but she's soft and so, because um, she had the opposite dynamic. She, she was raised with her mother and her father, but her father was like her everything to her. So she, she, they kind of balance each other out well, and that doesn't happen all the time. And I see my, my brother mature more as a man in this relationship in his late 20s. So I'm like, because we babied him, you know, he, he was used to us doing everything and everything like that. And now, you know, roles have reversed where I have asked my brother for things. Like, I used to always say, oh, that's my younger brother. I'm supposed to do this for him, da, da, da. And, and now I can hit him up and like, yo, bro, I need something. Or I need this. Like, I'm, I'm out here. And he's like, well, you my sister. Like, I got to take care of you. And yeah. I see the transition now, you know, and it's like, I see the mistake. But I do see the softness. Like my brother, he's very compassionate. He speaks on his feelings. So it's a lot of it's a lot of positives to it. Um, where I feel my brother is more emotionally intelligent because he's been around so many females. And then there was a negative side to it because he was babied a lot. But you know, as he matured, thank God he was able to get the things he needed in manhood to to step up to be more um more play the the dominant. I wouldn't even say the dominant, the male role or that balance that is needed in a, in a relationship because I feel that is needed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel there has to be a balance in a relationship. We all have to take roles and he gives that now. And I think that's what he needed. He needed to mature. He needed to, to move out, you know, be in another state, find his way and not just be babied by his sisters and his mother, you know, and then be in a relationship with a strong woman where she's strong, but she wants, you know, she wants a man to lead. So I feel like he was able to find his way through that relationship. Mm-hmm. But we're not all blessed to have that situation, or we're not blessed the opportunity to learn and grow and someone have patience with us. Because that's another thing in society today. No one has patience. They ready to break up with somebody next week. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. people are dispensable. It's, and it's not. It's The dating pool is trash out here. Like, ain't a lot of, it's not a lot out here so it's like if you do find somebody I'm willing to work with you you know um if you have those qualities that I'm looking for at this moment 
And I feel in the society, it's like, oh, I'll find me another. Like, there's a meme. If you can't find a man to do what you want, it's two other ones. And after the two ones, it's three other ones, four other ones. Like, don't worry about it, sis. Like, you know, which is true. But we shouldn't be looking at people as indispensable like that. Mm. Like, we need to put more value on people as a person, you know, and feelings and, and being honest and different things like that. I feel like those qualities are just, that's like top, like, that's number five on people's lists now i feel like a lot of times people don't realize memes are there for jokes i think people see the memes and then make it their 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 truths that they say i'm just they make it their food. mantras these be the yeah. affirmations and i think that's <laughs> the reason why a lot of delusional expectations come out of relationships because that type of meme right there yes there's always somebody willing to do more than somebody mm -hmm. else are you willing to find that person and pick them or you keep picking the headaches that you're attracted to. Isn't it ironic that your headache or, or your shortcoming attracts and picks another person's shortcoming or headaches? <laughs> like that—that's the. I was gonna real ask way. that question too. I was gonna ask you that question. Like, do you feel like with men, do they pick females that um, have similar character traits like them because it makes them feel like it's not nothing new? I know how to how to balance this out. I'll feel like I have more control. Or do men actually look for the opposite? Like, cause sometimes you'll 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 be with someone, or you see a situation with a guy, and you look at the girl, and you're like, wow, I would never think. Not even look wise, like personality. Like you'll meet your homeboy's girl, and you're like, like I went. How did how this connects? Like, it doesn't add up. But in a man's point of view, how how do you decipher? Do you look for like what you're missing, or you look for what you don't have? Like, what is the 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 chemistry that that keeps it going? I think everybody has uh, go-tos. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to looks, people have a go-to. When it comes to personality, people have a go-to. And I think because they're comfortable in making that their default, they don't recognize all the other things that mm -hmm. might be wrong with, with this person. I always give the analogy like, okay, so you want to buy a house. I take you to all the houses on the outside and look beautiful. And then on the inside, it looks uh, rugged, decrepit, roaches rats run all over the place would you buy the house most people say no i'm like but if i never took you inside the house would you have known all the stuff was on the inside no so on the outside when you pick somebody yes everything might look great how how much time are you taking to find out what's on the inside mm -hmm. before you put that investment in <laughs> so that, one of your one of your dating advices that i've taken i'm gonna say my dating life has improved though i'll be asking hard ass questions now. i don't play i don't be trying to sugarcoat nothing in the beginning i'll be like so hmm so let's just bookmark what's your, it right here. What's your last forward. relationship like? <laughs> mm, she's giving me some credit for something I did, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the questions you were asking? I'm asking, why did your last relationship fail? I'm asking um, things like, because I'm thinking about moving. So off the jump, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be here in a few months. Mm. Are you willing to have a long distance relationship or willing to move? Like in the beginning, I tell them all. I, I'm very open about, you know, my my struggles with depression and anxiety. Before, I never used to tell people that very openly. Oh, well, I'm in therapy. You know, um, I struggle with this. This is my trigger. You know, different things like that. I'm very open in the beginning, and I'm like, okay, if you get scared off of this, then you can't handle me in real life because this is who I am. But I'm asking a lot about prior relationships. I'm asking. Um, I used to be scared to ask about marriage and kids in the beginning. I'm like, so um, what's your expectations of dating? Are you dating to be married? 
do you want kids? What is your timeline like? What are your career goals? How do you feel career and dating mix with you? Do you prioritize? Do you prioritize, you know, quality time? Do you prioritize, like, what is your dynamic with, if you have a, a kid's mother, I want to I wanna know, is your dynamic with your pretty decent? Do you guys co-parent? Like, I, I'm, I'm asking deep ass questions. I'm getting in. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm not wasting time no more. Like, I'll be like, this is not working. I, I don't see any, you know, this is not working out. Or like, you know, um, we could go out another date, but I don't really think, like, I'm honest. I'll be like, you know, I'm not really feeling the situation, but, you know, if you're free, we can, you, we have great conversation. Mm -hmm. So though, for those who are watching that are not familiar with the podcast and prior episodes, I always told D Renee that she should treat every every first date as a job interview. Mm -hmm. like looking to hire somebody, you're not going to say, do you like flowers and candy? You say, yo, this is what we expect. This is what we're going to do. How do you, how do you feel like you'll fit this? You need to figure out if it's worth even having a second conversation. But if you're going there just to eat and, and, and feel good for a second, then by all means, know that that's the outcome. But if you're going there looking for more, then you got to do your due diligence and ask real questions. Get down to the to the, to the preliminary questions that you need to know if it's worth going forward. Not society's uh, cookie cutter questions. <laughs> mm -hmm. So congratulations. Well, let me bring it back to the topic. Is it possible for, since you talked about dating, if you mm -hmm. dated a lot, is it possible to find completion in somebody else? I think so. Do tell. I think there is, um, there is people that you can find completion in. I feel like um, me, if I speak personally, um, I want a morning person because I'm not a morning person. So I want, I want, I want somebody who, who likes to be up in the morning because that will, I will want to do things for my part because I'm the type of person I'm, I'm nurturing and I, I like to, to do things to help people make it easier. So as a companion, I would love to do that. If I know my boo gets up at six o'clock in the morning and he likes this type of smoothie, I'm gonna try to bet my best to get up at that time too. But it's gonna help me because that's one of my struggles. I wanna be a morning person or I wanna learn how to morning routine. So I feel like if I get a person that has those things that I don't and I'm able to adjust to that, it'll make me a better person. Well, let me ask you a question. Since you say that, are you speaking more to it being completion or chemistry? No, because there's a lot of people that I was <laughs> had chemistry with and they wasn't helping completion. Not sexual chemistry. Not sexual chemistry. No, not even sexual chemistry. Like I had a friend where we were in the bed talking, laughing, joking, like mental, deep ass conversations. And we're just two different people. Like our lives would not work out. We're just gonna be friends. Like, and it's like, and it may be temporary, like, but right now it would not work. It would be chaos. And we both kind of agreed, like, yo, this is a dope thing that we have here. Let's not mess it up trying to trying to date. Like, even though we have the chemistry sexually, we have the chemistry talking, laughing, we could hang out. We hung out for like a whole weekend and everything like that. But we have so much respect for each other that the way your life is and the things that I want are not aligning. So we know not to even go there. Well, 
me now knows not to go there. The old me would be like, let me try it. Maybe if I did this, or maybe if I did that. Nah, I'm not like that no more. I already know. We just going to keep it on a friend level. But I do feel like it's not just about, it's the chemistry and the completion. Like you got to have all that, the, the, the long talks, the, the, the sexual chemistry, everything else. But you got to have somebody that is willing to be in line with your life. So since you're a biblical person, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, in the context of the Bible, when they speak about completeness in God, what are they actually saying when they mean God was complete or perfect, completely perfect and stuff like that? What do you think that they, they mean in the biblical text? I mean, I, I think they mean like, for me, I can only speak on my relationship with God and what I, how I read or decipher is that God is, God will always give you the answers. And I feel like sometimes we don't want to hear the answer or we're not at the point in our life where they, we know what the answer is. It may be down the line, two, three years later, you may get the answer, but I feel like God will always lead you in the right way and how life is. We're not prepared to know everything because if we knew everything, we would not make the life that we're the choices that we made to lead up to these things that happen. So I feel when they say God is all you need and God is you got to follow God and God is love and everything like that is that you have to you have to have faith, which is something I struggle with. You have to have faith that things are going to turn out right and that your inner voice is really God. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I ask that question, and I'm gonna give you an analogy. Okay. When you are uploading, downloading, or transforming files, and it says transaction complete, what does that mm-hmm. mean? What does it mean when it when it says that? That you're ready to upload the document and it's good oh, to when go. I'm, like when you upload and it says complete or done, finished. Yeah. What does that mean, technically? You can use it. You're able to use the the application or whatever you you download it, it's, it's stored in the memory. It's there forever. So I'm messing with you because complete okay. means finished, right? Yes. So I always take it as, there's no way for somebody to complete you because if they complete you, that means it's done, it's finished. There's nothing else that they can do. Because we're living beings and every day is a new day, you're never gonna find nobody to complete you. You're gonna find somebody that compliments you. I, I understand what you're saying, but you could look at it another way, like, okay, I completed this class, but that doesn't mean that I, this is going to be the last that I learned about that topic. But do you take the class over? No, you take part two or part three of it. Yeah, once it's complete, you move on. Yeah. I mean, finished, done. But not saying you move on with that person, but you move on to the another level with that person. So as long as you live with this person, you're going to veer this way when you go to back to college or when you go for a promotion or when you want to go to the gym, you keep growing. You're never going to be complete. That person mm-hmm. supposed to keep growing, never going to complete. So therefore there's possible, there's no possible way that somebody's going to complete you. Completion means it's over. And the ideology that, I, that I'm getting to is mm-hmm. I heard that once somebody's complete in life or lived the perfect life, literally that means it's over. Death it's is over. It. Yeah. So in the same notion, can somebody ever complete us? They can only complete us if we're dead. Well, I mean, complete as like like a what like a um a wedding. Like you know, you get married, you with you supposed to be with that person till death do you part. Complete, right? So I feel like in that sector of a relationship is completion, 
as a, I feel like we all need, I feel like we are born to be with people, you know, and that's where my faith and I struggle with meeting somebody. Like, I, I know that I'm supposed to be with somebody because there's, it's something missing. And it's not like, it may be me growing or developing, but honestly, I feel like I need to be with someone to compliment or to complete me in a way, not complete me like, oh, I'm done. Like, I got my man now. Like, you know, Shantae got a man at home. I'm done. I don't need y'all. No, I just feel like in that aspect of my life or me being on this earth is to find somebody to complete me in that relationship aspect to make me whole as of, you know, a wife, a companion, but not everything else, not like other things. I know I'm destined to have a purpose for more than that, but I feel like that's more, that's a that's a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. to complete me as a person. Mm-hmm. Not just once, not like I'm half, and then now I found my other half and I'm complete. Now I feel like he may be just a piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, of a hundred or maybe 10 different pieces, however many pieces there is to me. I feel like he is that one piece, but he's a, a great portion of that piece. A big piece to the puzzle, I would say. So I brought that up because the topic of the show was about finding completeness. Is is, mm-hmm. is that ever possible for somebody to complete you? So I want to explore different realms of the word complete, God, and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I found out from thinking about the topic that I didn't want nobody to complete me. I wanted somebody to support me, mm-hmm. um, compliment me, and encourage me and love me along the way. But I don't want you to complete me because I... I know as much as I do on a daily basis to try to be a better person, I'm never going to be complete because I'm nowhere near hitting none of the benchmarks that I want to do for myself in life. Well, you got a lot of puzzle pieces. <laughs> Everybody ain't built the same. Mm-hmm. You may got a thousand pieces and another person got 80 pieces. Mm-hmm. I think we're all different. Like, you know, some some people like, and I don't knock them, some women, they're like, they feel incomplete if they never become a mother. That's their piece, you know? Where me on the other half, I feel I want to be in a in a relationship in in love and marriage first before I have I'm not knocking anybody who will go out there and have a kid you know on their own and do things like that that's just not my stilo that's not my piece you know and I feel like um we gotta all look at it like we're all pieces like we all are a puzzle and I may have ten thousand pieces to complete me you may have 20,000 pieces to complete you. One person may have five pieces to complete them, but who am I to say that I'm more complex because I have 10,000 pieces and that person only has five. So that's how I look at it. So my last question on the topic is, Mm -hmm. although we may never be complete as individuals, what are some of the things that you want to complete in your life goals before it's all said and done? Wow. Um, Some things that I would like to complete in my life, I definitely want to leave a legacy for my family. I feel like my, both sides of my family, the Thompson side, which is my mom's side, the Swain side, which is my um, father's side, we don't have anything really like for our next generation. You know, we have some land down south on my father's side, but something I want to leave where if one of my family members need a job or one of my family members need like a place. I don't want to ever feel like any of my family members don't have a job or a place to stay. So my legacy would be to leave land, to leave property, to leave, to leave um, businesses for my next generation so they can have it 
you're never going to have an easy life. I mean, but easier to that extent, you know, somewhat of a silver spoon, something that, you know, we're not really granted with. I want to give them that luxury of having the ease to just figure out their life. They don't have to ever worry about if they need a job or if they need um, a house to stay at temporarily or something like that. I want to be able to provide them with a foundation where they'll be able to find themselves. Um, That is one of my goals. For me, I will want to feel complete as a person. And I think as I get older, I'm starting to find those little pieces in different areas of my life where I have to go through. So I would definitely want to feel complete. Like, you know, if God forbid anything happens to me, I can say, you know what, I did what I had to do. I feel like I met my partner. I felt like I made an impact on the world. I felt like I completed all my dreams. I just want to feel, I don't want to, I don't want to leave any more. Like they say, um, I don't want to leave any anything left in me like I want all my dreams all my aspirations everything to be out of me where I'm just a vessel and I'm, I'm done like there's nothing else that I could give I've given everything I could and um, I, I agree with you on that legacy thing yeah oh, keep going keep going you got more yeah um and I I, I truly want to find happiness I feel I have moments of happiness and they say happiness comes with peace or whatever the case may be, whatever the, the, the formula is. I, I want to die happy. I want to die at peace. I want to die knowing that I found the way, you know, and my definition of happiness and peace may be different than someone, but I definitely want to wake up and no matter what I'm going through, I'll be like, you know what? I'm happy. I'm at peace. So those are the three things that I would want. Definitely, I'm with you on the legacy thing. Uh, I speak to the kids every day about like what it, what is it that you're working toward and the the gaps between school and and real life um, <laughs> when you become yeah. uh, an adult. They're not preparing you to leave a legacy. They're not teaching you about legacy. They're not teaching you about uh, being an entrepreneur to set up your your visions for yourself. They're teaching you a structure. Get up, go to school. Now, when you get to high school, learn how to go from class to class on time. You go to college, go here to here on time. And once you graduate from there, go to work on time. I feel like there's a repetitive nature in the school system that doesn't really benefit a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So how do you structure what do you want out of life? And I know they're young, so they think they have all the time in the world. But I keep telling them, like, you know, before you know it, you're going to be this age. And you're going to be saying, where did the last 10 years go? And there's some things that are in place for them in terms of legacy that my mom and my pops has set up, but I don't want us to just rely on that legacy. I want mm-hmm. us to build on top of that. So mm-hmm. like me and my brother are talking about different ways to set up um, uh, non-for-profits and, and, and generate some money and business-wise so that our kids don't have to worry about that. Yeah. They have like evocable trust where they get a certain amount of money but not all of it so that yeah. generation could have some something to get them on an early path. Like, you know, when you graduate from high school, you get this. When you graduate from college, you get this. But this mm-hmm. is not just for you to blow. It's for you to, hey, we want to make it a little easier for each generation going forward yeah. so that you don't have to struggle. Because I always tell them, like, can you imagine if you grew up where your parents owned a house? So they had enough money going directly from their paycheck to themselves. So that when you're ready to get a house, they can help you get a house. And then you did it for your kids versus everybody in our community 
renting and all of us figuring out how we're gonna actually get to owning and having a savings and stuff like that. I was like, that's those are the legacies that we're not privy to. Those are actually access that we are cut off from. And the higher up I go in business, the more I see that systematically we don't get access. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's working in a hospital, there's grants out there that's supposed to be available for everybody. But you know how many HBCUs don't get these grants? Hmm. And then they say, yeah, you know, black people need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but you didn't give us no boots to begin with. Then if we get a boot, you remove the laces. Like it's it's always systematically that I'm I'm seeing and hearing things. I'm just like, yeah. how is this shit possible? And you don't get access to this information unless you're at the table at the meetings hearing it. The first thing you do is look at the other black people like, yo, y'all been here longer than us. How is this possible? How do these grant functionalities been here since the 1800s, but you're just starting to give it to HBCUs? How are we supposed to compete if we want to stay pro-Black and have our own, but systematically never going to let us get our own? But yeah, I'm sorry to go off on a rant, but that has to no, do with but, the but that's, that's That's true. We have to, we have been so dependent on this country to help us, and it, they're never going to help us. We have to learn how to build our own shit basically and they don't like you said they don't teach us that they don't teach us that and we have to we had we have to learn like we've learned and we're in our 30s we learned you know so it's like now we got a lot of building up to do we got a lot of savings we got a lot of coins to put in the piggy bank you know to get things going it's not you know so what you're saying is correct keep going (laughs) All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it to you. Those are all my questions on the topic, and I know we're all structured because we've been off for a minute. We ain't never even do the relationship role play or nothing. So I'm I know, right? I'm going to allow you to ask all the questions you have for me, and let's get it going. What questions you have? All right, so I did ask you, too, in regards to um, the completion of a woman and a man. Um, does a man feel that way, et cetera? My other question would be to you is... Um, do you feel men are taught that there's like things that you need in order to be completed as a man? Like you're not a man if you don't have one, two, three, four, five. And if that is, what are those, those things? I feel like um, generationally it's different and in life experience, it's real different because when I was younger, a lot of the older guys in the community were like, you know, you're supposed to do this with a woman, you're supposed to do this with a woman. So you kind of grow up thinking like you're supposed to have another notch in your belt and stuff like that. And then when you get older, you're like, damn, I gave away myself to so many people that wasn't worthy of it. Like a lot of times when men coin going to get sex, it's like I'm going to get some versus I'm going to give out some. Like that sets a whole mindset. Like you're giving yourself out to somebody too. So you should start having more pride in who you share yourself with. And I didn't really get that until I got older. When I got younger, I was just trying to match what everybody else was doing. So that was the definitions of being a a young man at the time in Mm -hmm. in the community. Then when you get older, it was like, can you take care of a family? Can you pay all the bills? Can you make sure that there's food in the house and clothes on the children's back? So that took a a part of um, like my, I say late 20s, early 30s. And now that I'm 40, I'm like, so what are you leaving the children? Like, that's that's a that's part of a manhood. Like, what legacies are you leaving? What infrastructure are you building for them for them to have it easier in life? So I think it's, it'll vary from, I guess, each man that you talk to, but at least that's what I saw. But 
but the new generation, I don't even think that there's any structure in that. I just think that the younger generation kind of just raising themselves in a sense. There's no structure. There's no rules. They're just doing whatever they want. And it has to do with the streamline of availability, the, the ability to make phone calls, text people, surf the internet, be on games all day. I think it changes that dynamic of even wanting to have human interaction. That's why a lot of the newer kids can't express themselves like we were forced to because we were forced to use words. Now they don't have to use words. They use memes. They use emojis. Yes. So it's, it's different. So that, that's my answer to that. <laughs> So different it's so hard for for kids nowadays like they even have basic conversation like when I was um an after school teacher um when I was working for boys and girls club it was so hard for these kids these kids to, to explain how they felt and it's like you really had to like dissect and like gain their trust like you gotta gain trust with anybody but it was just like oh my goodness it's like this tunnel like vision in front of them or it's like a screen that's in front of them like it's so hard to relate and I feel um do you feel validation that's another second question validation validation and numbers do you feel social media and like how many followers you have or how much like views you get or influence maybe not so much for our generation but maybe your kids generation do you feel like that has something to do with their completion like do they feel complete if they don't have this amount of followers or this you know attraction or likes and this is crazy that i'm even saying this but this is it's true it's, you it's know? not crazy because even if you think of the inception of facebook when it first was popular mm -hmm. the goal was to have a lot of friends not even people you know. You was just, they cap you at five thousand now. You can't even have more than five thousand friends, I think, on Facebook. Yeah, but it's not even the purpose of the cap. It was the purpose of, oh, this person has a thousand friends. I need to like more, uh, send out more friend requests mm -hmm. to people I don't know that are not my friend. And it wasn't until somebody was like, "Do I even know you?" And I was like, "True, they don't know me." But I was like, "I'm trying to get my numbers up. I can't say that to you over the internet." Just accept my friendship so I can see I have more people. So in the beginning, it was a numbers game. It was a light game and there was stuff like that. It was things that, as they say, the algorithm, the AI, it feeds your endorphins. It, 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 it kind of, you don't program your phone, your phone, program, your phone programs you. So even though you think you're getting up and viewing your phone, your phone will smart itself to link to everything that you see. Like the other day I was looking for, baby shower uh, venues in New York, mm -hmm. trying to figure out, well, so when are we gonna have the baby shower and where? Now, all over Instagram, guess what I see? Baby shower location. I know, that is and so like, spooky. That's crazy, because that's not what I wanna see when I go to IG. Yeah. <laughs> like I searched it in Google. How did Google now tell the phone that, yo, show me this on IG? So it, it's annoying, but to, to say all that, that it was something for us when it first started, but now it's worse for the kids because likes became a thing because when it first started it wasn't about likes it was about your friends how many mm -hmm. friends you have now it's about how many likes how many views you get so the kids are wanting as many views or go viral and that's why a lot of kids are on TikTok because mm -hmm. you get a lot of views fast so they want yeah. to see how many views they, they have so I think they're looking for validation in their own right but it's the job of the parents to teach them that you don't need validation from other people 
So as long as you keep looking outward, which is a part of the topic, you keep looking outward for validation or complete uh, completion, you're never going to find it. You're going to live a life of misery and I guess no love for self because this person didn't like my post or this person didn't say this. And it's almost like even with the superstars, all the love that they get, it'll be that one comment that they'll focus on that's negative. People, for some reason, let these phones and these platforms ultimately make their decisions on how they feel about stuff. And they stop yeah. doing stuff for love. And yeah. I feel like you doing stuff, like even, for instance, with my um my business, a lot of people try to give me advice like, oh, well, you should do this so you can attract this or you should do TikTok and like you should do like, that's the validation of my business. Like I like doing, you know, Reels, I'm not really into TikTok like that because I haven't got the the whole, I, it's a lot for me. Um, and it makes me discouraged. Like I did all this and now I done wasted two hours and, and I still got to pack this order. Or I still got to do that. Like I, my focus is giving good quality products. Mm. If I'm able to capture something in the background, then yeah, that's cool. If I'm able to make a cool video out of it or whatever the case may be, I'm in the moment, you know? And I feel we get, I feel part of completion is being in the moment because you, you be chasing stuff and you never really live. Like mm-hmm. you just, you just moving, you're robotic. Like, are we really living, you know? And I feel living is a part of completion, you know? Well, I, I think in terms of TikTok, you got to think of it as just another tool. If you look at it as a reason uh, for popularity, and that's your goal, then I think you'll probably be more disappointed. But if you're just using the avenue to gain traction in some type Mm -hmm. of way, if you get the traction or not, the fact that somebody saw it should be your, your, if it's not fun for me, then why is it? Yeah. But if it's not fun for you, then I guess if you think about that, use a a social media person, like hire somebody. Exactly to to do it. But that's not in my budget right now. But But yeah, so it's like, I'm gonna do me and I feel I'm okay. You know, I may not be where I want to be, but in time I'll be there. But I feel to, to, I'm not saying it's a suffer to do TikTok, but I'd rather be making other products or doing other things than that. I'm going to do what's best for me and what feels good for me not to do it because, you know, and, and I would say the old me would be more leaning. Okay, well, let me just focus more on that because that's the way I feel I'm going to get, you know, sales or things like that. No, yeah. I do it my way. Like, I feel like I'm doing what I feel is passionate. I feel my products speak for itself. I feel like I'm out there. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an industry's type of girl. Like, I'm, I need to, like, my, when I go to pop-ups, that's my best thing. Like, you go and buy. Like, my, I'm a good seller. I, 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 I um, put products on you. That's just me. I'm an in-a-person type person because I'm not scared to talk. I'm not scared to give you me. And I feel like sometimes... I, I see these people who make viral videos. Like I know, I know people who are very successful on TikTok and and making reels and stuff, and they don't want to talk. Like I'm like, oh, we should do a live or something or something together. I, I'm scared. Mm. You scared because it's not calculated. Like you scared to be yourself. Like you're talking about something you're good at. Like how could you be scared to talk? You know, and everybody has their different their different, you know, um, anxieties and stuff like that. But you putting yourself out here on TikTok and, and doing these dances and everything like that, and you can't talk? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't, it, I don't understand. So Maybe because it's live. Maybe it's because it's in person. Maybe it's because it's real. 
I don't I don't care about saying a word wrong or or looking wrong a type of way or anything like that because I'm in a moment I'm doing something I'm passionate about like I love to talk I love doing this shit so it's like this comes easy for me um but you know we didn't segue it off I'm sorry um <laughs> but it is what it is you know because even if you look at this we love talking but yeah. once we stop the show I start dreading, okay, so now I got to rewatch it and then edit it then post it and then try to find some clips. And they're like, that posting on social media is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And those who are making money off of it, they enjoy it because it comes with revenue. Those who are seeking to get revenue from it dread it because it's a lot of time and it's not benefiting the reward that everybody yeah. wants easy. So that's why I said, just think of it as a tool. If you become a slave to social media posting, then you're never going to like it. Or you're never going to have mm-hmm. the success that you want. It should always come with some type of strategy. And I'll post every once in a while, but I'm not posting because I want to go viral. I'll post it because, hey, I did a show. If anybody catch it, anybody catch it. If not, like, listen, this is all grooming me for something in the future. That's how I view it. I look at it as <laughs> we be thinking sometimes people really don't like me. I'm like, okay, well. When people hit me up and like, yo, I saw you on TV. I'm thinking they talk about DeFlora. They were like, nah, I saw you on the relationship DNA. We're talking. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, we got to do a new episode. I'm like, all right. Uh. I'm like, all right, let me get myself together. Or my friend be like, oh, I'm about to clean today. Let me catch up on your episodes. And I'm like, wow, because I told her, I was like, yo, I'm about to um, record. I haven't recorded in a minute. She's like, oh, I'm going to clean today. I'm going to listen to the prior episodes. I'll be up to date, you know, when this one comes out. And I'm like, yeah. wow, people, you never know, like, what people listen to or how this episode can help somebody so mm-hmm. we do it for the love not for the likes yes, but we want the likes though because we want them checks but <laughs> but we do it for the love honestly definitely definitely so you got any more questions or that was the last one that's the last one we need to get into the role play <laughs> you still want to do a role play yes that's my okay. favorite part of the show so <laughs> that's what i came I have, here for i wrote i wrote it down but i just i skipped it on the paper so Here's a scenario. Couple's been dating for a while. Boy asks the girl to make it official on the phone, but the girl's hesitant because she feels like she's he he doesn't complete her. And then we go. So on the dice roll, we both got direct communication. Okay. Whew. So ironically, we got to both be direct in our in our role playing. That's so, hard to do over the phone. Oh my god. <laughs> so we gonna I'll start off by calling. I'll look at the time and give us how many minutes you want to do? One, two, or three? I think two and a half. Let's do two and a half. Two and a half. All right, cool. Yeah. So if it goes ready? to three, it goes to three. Let me say, okay, go ahead. Go. Ring, ring. Hello? Hey. Hey, how's everything? How you doing? I'm good, chilling, you know, Sunday out All here. Right. So we've been going out for a while. So I was thinking, like, um, I love your vibe and I think we go well together. So I was thinking we should just make this official. What about the vibes? Like, how? What do I do for you? I mean, like, uh, you, 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 you're honest, and and you make me laugh, and you know, we never have a dull moment. So I'm just like, you know, I should just make it official because that's how I'm feeling. That's the vibes I'm getting from her. Um. Well, you know, I'm I'm very honest with you. I I, I enjoy the time that we spend together, but I was I, I was honest and letting you know I I need more time to figure this out. I need more time. When you say more time, what do you mean by more time? You want me to give you a date? Nah, not a date, but you know, oh. you need, do you need, is is there a time span that you want? Is like, what? what why does time factor into the vibe that we have? 
because I feel like there are some things that I we need to, you know, I need to see more of you in before I make that decision um, to completely just be with you. You know, I'm still dating other people and I just don't feel at this moment it's good for us to be together like that. I enjoy oh. your company. I feel we have a good time together. We laugh, we talk, but right now I'm just exploring my options. You know, I, I didn't even know you were dating other people. So, I mean, if I'm not available, then that's what I'm doing. Wow. So I feel like this was an epic fail. Like I called to tell you that I was feeling you and that I really want to make you like officially mine. And you telling me that you need time because you're dating other people. Why would it be an epic fail for you to tell me how you feel? Like, so it's conditioned. So the only way that it's good because I, you thought I was not dating anyone else. But now that I tell you I'm dating other, everyone else, the vibe is gone. Things are different. It is different. You're entertaining other people. I'm just focused on you. Well, I'm single. That's what single people do. Date. Wow. Okay, so this this is weird and it's shocking, but you know, I, I still feel the vibe. So how much time do you think you might need to date other people? Well, my grandmother always said four seasons. So maybe, you know, we're in two seasons. We'll see how, you know, spring and summer goes. Wow. Okay. Um, so I hope that's something you're able to deal with. I mean, I don't feel any different towards you. I, um, I, I hope we still can go out on Friday, but I just want to be completely honest with you. I, I don't mind going out, but this time, can you take me out so I can just see what it's like to be on the other side? What do you mean take you out? Like you want to, you want me to pay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, that's why I like your vibe. So I'm willing to take the time to figure out how we can make this official. I like your honesty. Yeah, we gotta keep a hundred. You know, you've been very nice. Um, I'll treat you. We could go out somewhere nice. I ain't nothing wrong with treating you somewhere. Like, just let me know what you want to do. Well, we already made the plan, so I'm down with that. I got paid. We good. All right, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad I want to curse you all. Like, I've been paying for all these dinners and you date somebody else. Like, what type of bullshit? <laughs> Do on the side, like I'm I know we, dating. We, we, we had to stay true to characters. So I, I know. To <laughs> Taking your advice. <laughs> so that is the relationship role play for this episode. So let's get into the final one, DNA decoded. So, what is your final summation of this episode that you want to share with the folks? I feel um, we talked about completion and finding your purpose, finding yourself, being grateful. I feel like let's take more time to focus on that. Let's take more time to dissect what is what it is that's going to make us complete. Like our days are, are are numbered. We don't know when we're out of here. You know, um, I feel it's very important for us to be grateful for the small things and to really think about, you know, I love your question in regards to what I want to leave, you know, or what is my goals. And I think we need to really know what we want in life and continue to go make those baby steps to get there. So that's my, my DNA decoded. <laughs> so the message I have for the people that are listening. Um, so we talked about God and completeness and we talked about aspects of the text versus uh, the divine nature of the universe. So I want everybody to focus on one, knowing that you're never going to be complete unless you complete yourself. It takes a lot of self-work 
to get in alignment with what you want just out of the universe. You got to be one with nature. You got to be one with speaking your stuff into existence and then working towards those goals. So as long as you're doing that, you'll find completeness in self and God in the universe will make room for you to achieve all the goals you want. And I also want everybody to know that God is bigger than a book. Mm. It's not just in the book. And if you are a true Bible bumper that goes to church every Sunday, they say, with the truth of the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains and stuff like that. I know I'm misquoting it because. Yeah, no, that's what they say. The faith but of a mustard seed. But that's what they say. Yeah. And they also say we made in his image. Mm -hmm. And I think the text, the, the, the uh, what is it, the Coptic book before it was remixed to, to all these other versions, the Coptic book was saying yeah. uh, we're made in his image because we are gods. We can create our own universes within the world. So tap into your own godly talents and believe in yourself because God is bigger than the Bible because you're made in his image because technically God is you. You are God. We are all living gods. So start creating the reality that you want. And that is my summation of the episode. So thank you for coming back. Finally. I'm back. Back, yes, we're gonna be recording. We're gonna get more episodes. I feel right, so good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. So, with that being said, this is another episode of Relationship DNA. I'm A Smalls, and I'm Dominique Renee. Catch you on the next one. Yes, be Bye safe.